The Defense Information Systems Agency thought it had all the bases covered for its systems engineering, technology, and innovation contract. Best value, multiple awards, unrestricted and small business, it's all in there. But it lost four protests. For why, we turn to procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And this is the SETI deal that has been dragging on for some time. Tell us about what happened in these protests. Sure, Tom. Well, the uh, procurement, as you said, was a fairly classic uh, multiple award task order uh, contract procurement. Uh, it was a best value, as you mentioned, with a cost technical trade off. There were five factors price, and then in order of importance, innovation, past performance, the solutions to two hypothetical problems, and small business utilization. Uh, those four combined were more important than price. DISA got 30 proposals for the unrestricted por- por- portion and ultimately awarded 14 contracts. For uh, the unrestricted, not the small business. Exactly, and that's what this uh, set of protests uh, concerns. Uh, the, the evaluation process was also un- unexceptional but lengthy. There were four evaluation boards, one for each of the factors. They reported to a source selection evaluation board, which reported to a source selection advisory council, which reported to a source selection authority. I'm not sure there are many folks at DISA who weren't involved in this procurement. Yeah, what a strange level of hierarchy to to go through. Not unusual, but uh, with five evaluation boards feeding into it, it was a bit un- it was a bit uh, unusual. And yet they overlooked something important. Well, they did indeed. Uh, what happened after the award decision uh, was that. F- Four of the uh, losers uh, protested to the Government Accountability Office. Uh, I should add that 14 of the 30 uh, offerors got awards. There were 14 awards, but three of the disappointed ones uh, protested. And they won on numerous issues, uh, two of which I think are of wider interest. Uh, First of all, GAO held that there was an improper best value determination and it found two things wrong with that improper best value determination. Uh, DISA had relied, in GAO's view, on a mechanical comparison of adjectival scores. Adjectival means what? Well, in each of the four evaluation factors, offerors were uh, rated as being, for example, outstanding, good, acceptable, uh, it, they other had adjectives su- exactly superior past performance or satisfactory past performance that sort of thing. Um, the evaluation uh, panels also reported the strengths and weaknesses of the proposal as they commonly do. But when it came down to making the award decisions, what GAO found was that DISA had grouped the awardees in in, in a ranked order, and it looked at the adjectival scores, decided that seven of them were superior. put them in the award uh, bucket, looked again, found three more that they felt were almost as good, put them in the award bucket, and found four more that were similar to the three they just decided to award to, and all 14 got awards. GAO held that what they didn't do was to make a qualitative assessment of the underlying technical differences. That's kind of hard to do, I mean, because you can put an adjective on anything, this sounds really great, it would work, but how do you quantify a thing like that? Well, uh, in other words, a comparative evaluation. I see, so not necessarily a a numerical score, but more of a relative type of ranking. Exactly. The strengths and weaknesses were reported, they needed to be analyzed, 
But, you know, think about it. You've got 30 proposals. That could be a daunting task. So the agency took a shortcut here, used the adjectival scores, and got into trouble for it. Uh, the second problem with the best value, eva- uh, best value evaluation uh, was that there was no real consideration of price at, in terms of what the way GAO looked at it. Um, the GAO uh, held that DISA had ignored light, large price differentials, even when there were slight differences in technical scores, and it didn't see any analysis of why those price differentials were worth what appeared to be a small difference in uh, technical quality. Uh, They specifically said that in this type of procurement, you can't eliminate a technically acceptable proposal without considering price. We're speaking with procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And so I guess then the difficulty for the agency is deciding how much of a price differential is worth what is the qualitative differential that they look at in terms of whether they they like the solutions or not. That is to say, if one solution is somehow, yeah, it's a little bit better, but it's twice the price, maybe no. But if it's 10% more price and a little better, then yes. Is that the fundamental challenge? That's the challenge. GAO, uh, on review, tends to defer to agencies in that uh, determination. What it found here was really no real consideration of that issue. Uh, So that's how how DISA got into trouble. And there was one other problem with this procurement that I think was of, is worth mentioning, and that is uh, that the uh, price evaluation was flawed. Uh, DISA determined that the prices were fair and reasonable simply because it got 30 proposals. It held, well, there's competition, and that in and of itself means that all the prices were reasonable, and GAO said no. Uh, the mere receipt of multiple pr- proposals was insufficient. It's necessary to actually compare the prices received to determine if any of them are unreasonable or unbalanced or otherwise a problem. And if an agency were to go ahead and do that step and say they had market research to show that the prices that of the contractors they liked otherwise were generally too high, what would be their recourse? Could they say, well, you know, you're all kind of in the ballpark, but we need a BAFO, a best and final? Absolutely. Uh, if the prices could, could be improved after negotiations with a best and final offer, that's a great step for the agency to take. Here they didn't do that. They didn't conduct discussions. And um, maybe they could have sharpened their pencil a bit if, if they had. And this was not specifically a lowest price technically acceptable, but some of the, I guess, features of LTPA still come into a lot of contracts. Well, it wasn't uh, lowest price, but still you need to evaluate whether or not the differences in technical quality uh, and in scoring are worth the differences in price. Those four whose protests were upheld by GAO, do they now get awards or what's the status? Well, the status is uh, that DISA has to go back, fix the evaluation errors that GAO found, uh, make a new price evaluation, and uh, then make a new best value determination. So... They're going to have to redo a good part of the evaluation. And what was the timeline for this this whole deal, and what was the potential value for everybody involved? Do we know that? Well, the values were were pretty high. Um, interestingly, the uh, uh, the uh, the proposed prices using DISA's price evaluation methodology, uh, you know, varied from the low hundred million dollar range to the high two hundred million dollar range. Uh, so there was a, quite a big price spread there, which may have had something to do with with the decision. And we're looking at a five-year contract with a potential five-year option. So it was multiple billions at stake here, possibly. Lots of money. 
Joe Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell, as always. Thanks so much. Thank you, John. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.